Well, I'll say, bless the Lord. If you'll say, oh, my soul, bless the Lord. Bless his holy name. Hi, Kairos. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm the pastor here. Uh, thanks for joining us uh, for Eucharist night. If you're new with us, uh, you picked a great night uh, to come and join us. Eucharist is just a fancy Greek word. Uh, it means grace or thanksgiving. Um, a lot of times it's referred to as the Lord's Supper or communion. Uh, and so we're going to come to the table together tonight and be thankful for the grace that has been given to us through Jesus Christ, who is crucified, dead and buried, resurrected on the third day, and who's coming again. So that's a moment for us to remember and remind ourselves who we are, what we're to be about, and where we belong in the family of God. And I can't think of a better way to do it uh, tonight. Uh, we're finishing up a series called Namesake. We've been uh, drilling down in identity and purpose and I don't know about you, I've loved the series. Like the Lord's doing a lot in me. I think one of my primary jobs as pastor, first of all, is to be the chief sinner here. I'm more aware of my sin than you are. And so I'm more aware of God's grace than you are sometimes. The second thing is those things have to preach me before I get a chance to preach them. And so I've been loving it. I, I just want to do a series on health and prosperity and riches and fame and glory. So maybe the Lord will do some of those things in me. No, just kidding. All right. That's, that's not who we are. Um, but we uh, started about four weeks ago. Uh, we were in Acts chapter 19. We looked at the seven sons of Siva, and they were like these traveling Jewish exorcists, and they were just kind of just had a sample of the name of Jesus, but didn't really go to the source. And they got their butts kicked, and it was kind of funny. It was like a graphic novel in the middle of Acts, and I loved it. And we kind of asked ourselves the question, hey, are we just using the name of Jesus, or are we submitting to the name of Jesus? Are we using him so that we can get more power and privilege? Or are we submitting to him so that we can learn to sacrifice and serve for others? And then we took a strong left turn and went back to Acts chapter 2 and looked at the origin story of our family called the church, the ecclesia, the gathering. Peter preaches a sermon. Like 3,000 people get saved. We had 1,500 sibling sets to adopt in the family of God. And everyone's freaking out. Okay, who are we? How do we define ourselves? And we looked at three genetic spiritual markers in the life of every believer. And that's you have passionate spirituality, radical community, and missional zeal. We step up, we step in, and we step out. And that's what makes us the family of God, that we hold those three things in value and intention with one another. Uh, so then we went to John chapter 1, which was awesome. We learned that for those who received and believed in his name, to those he gave the right to be called children of God, not born of natural descent or a human's decision, but born of God, that we are the children of God and part of our bloodline and our birthright is that the Father speaks identity into us and out of that identity comes radical obedience. And we want to live and sit in there as much as possible. We want to remember who we are, who we belong to, and what we're supposed to be about. That's identity, and that's purpose. It goes hand in hand. Uh, and then most recently, last week, we were in Luke chapter 9, and we got to see Jesus pull his disciples together and send them out with authority and power. And we looked at the fact that there are certain things that we need to release, we need to receive, and we need to respond to. We need to release our pride, we need to receive his power, and we need to respond to his promises as if they're actually true. So that's the journey we've been on. And then tonight, all I have for you is one simple verse out of Galatians. 
You don't even have to look it up. We're not gonna put it on the screens. I want it to slowly dissolve in your ears and I want it ringing in the ear as you guys walk out. Galatians 5.1, it is for freedom that Christ has set you free. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. So stand firm. Do not submit yourselves again to the yoke of slavery. This is what Jesus Christ has died for. This is the price that he's paid. It's for every single human being in this room to know that they're a child of God. They're fully free, fully alive to be exactly who God has created you to be. And you can walk in identity, power, and authority as a child of God. You don't have to go back into slavery. You don't have to go back into bondage. Whom the son sets free is free indeed. Amen. That's who we want to be. All right. I want more of that in my life. But here's what I also realize. Even as I believe every single word of that, I know in my life and I know in your life, there are still sometimes, usually it happens when you're flying the highest. You're soaring, things are clicking, God has provided, he's proved himself faithful, things are going on, you're up, you're in, you're out, you're, it's, it's all really, really dynamic and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, the enemy shoots you down. There's some kind of armor-piercing round that comes out of nowhere, and before you realize it, you're behind enemy lines and you're behind bars, and you're dealing with a lie that you thought you no longer dealt with, a pattern of behavior you thought was dead and buried, and all of a sudden it's risen its head again, or it's the same feeling, it's just re-emerged in a different circumstance, and you're going, I thought I was free from this. And the sun sets free is free indeed. And if it's for freedom that Christ set us free, then we have to stand firm, especially in those moments. Do I have any history buffs in the room? Anybody just love history? Good, read it for me and tell me about it. <laughs> um, do I have any people who really love like uh, history when it pertains to war and combat? Like you're, you're one of those like band of brothers type person. That's the only fictional reference I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, I know Jacoby loves wartime stuff. She'll read like just novels. I'm like, what are you doing? You're weird. Go drink your black coffee and watch The Fast and Furious, okay? <laughs> but I came across, uh, I think there's a lot that we can learn in times of conflict and combat um, because Paul tells us that the battle we're engaged in is not against flesh and blood, but it's against powers and principalities. And I, I'll, he also tells us, don't be unaware of the enemy's schemes, so a lot of times when I read these conflict narratives, I wonder, ooh, how does that apply to our spiritual life? So I read one this last week. It was in the Atlantic. I double-checked it in a couple sources, so it's real. You can snopes it. All you fact-checkers are like, yeah, that's not real. It is. Trust me. Or you don't have to. I'll back it up. You can look it up, and you can apologize to me later. <laughs> it's World War II. Uh, the British Army realizes a lot of their airmen are getting shot down behind enemy lines and their POWs. And so they bring in the British Secret Service, MI9, and they hatch a way to figure out how to help those airmen who were shot down in POWs escape. Now, if I'm in MI9 at this point, and probably because I don't study history as much as I should, I read a lot of fiction, I would have suggested, okay, guys, here's what we do. Get 007. I know he's real. Uh, I figured it out. I don't care which actor who played him. Just get one of them, all right? Now go get them. Or Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, right? Is she real? She's British. Send her in, right? Who, who else do we have? Wonder Woman, she's British. She's Amazonian, I know that, but I think it's a British actress that plays it, so let's, let's she, she can get in there, get the lasso of truth going or something. That'd be awesome. Or how about Inspector Gadget? Hey, it'd be great. 
He may not be British, but I think he's an expat, okay? (laughs) Nobody wears a trench coat like that. That's just weird. (laughs) Now, I kid you not, here comes the deliverable, and it's a verifiable fact. Who they called on to help the British POWs was Uncle Pennybags. Does anybody know who Uncle Pennybags is? It's the Monopoly guy. You know, one with the top hat and the monocle like this, who looks like he's distant cousins with Mr. Peanut, right? (laughs) Him, kid you not, they enlisted him and his secret agency called Monopoly. So here's what happened. The British decided they were gonna exploit uh, code in the Geneva Convention, which states that prisoners of war are allowed to receive humanitarian aid from organizations like the Red Cross. And part of that humanitarian aid can include games of pastime. So Monopoly, they had someone, in, I, don't, I think it's invented in Britain, but I know they were producing it in Great Britain at the time. They went to the owner of the company and they hatched, hatched this plan to make Monopoly a clandestine care package that had inside of it real money, metal files, maps, and compasses in order to help the POWs escape. Now you're like, come on, Chris. How do they get it by the guards? What in the World War II are you talking about, dude? There's no way they would have fast for that. So they hollowed out compartments, um, masquerading as little um, plane pieces were the compasses. They inserted metal files in hidden compartments. Somehow in the board, they attached silk maps that even if they got wet, they wouldn't bleed or tear apart. Um, And this one British historian has said, as they've gone back and calculated it, over a thousand British airmen were released to freedom because of this monopoly set. They were trained in basic training that if they got captured to look for a red dot over free parking, And once again, I'm glad MI9 decided that. I would have put a red dot over get out of jail free, but that might've been too obvious. I get it, I get it. But inside these things, they would have real money, German and Italian, hidden between all the play money. They would have maps that would outline their escape route in a place they could get to a safe house where they could extract them, compasses and files for them to help navigate. What if I told you tonight But even those of you who are in here who feel like you've been shot down behind enemy lines, that the lies you're currently believing are as real as steel bars in front of you, that there's a red dot on top of your Bible letting you know that something inside is gonna allow you to escape and find freedom. What if I told you there was a red dot when you came to the table tonight? and in a seemingly ordinary and insignificant thing like bread and wine, somehow God hid inside of it a way for you to experience his power and authority and your true identity as his sons and daughters. What if when we went to our small groups, we honestly believed there was a red dot waiting for us on our chair and as we sat down, and seem to talk about the same stuff all over again. Something would come out of your mouth or your friend's mouth that was exactly what you needed in that moment to escape the bondage you have submitted yourself to once again. This is what the church is about. That all around us, the scriptures tell us that the whole earth is full of God's glory. The only problem is it comes to us masquerading as our ordinary life.
that when the alarm goes off and you don't wanna get up and you'd rather get on social media or anything but in your Bible waiting for you sitting on the shelf is a red dot that says, it is for freedom that you have been set free. So stand firm and do not submit yourselves to the yoke of slavery again. Amen? So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna have Audrey come up, my wife. She's gonna lead us through a liturgy of prayers that are about two centuries old that men and women have crafted to make sure scripture is present, to make sure that we're confessing our sins and confessing who Jesus is before that we come to the table. And then after she's done, we'll give you some instructions about how to proceed.